Hello, and welcome to the Magnetically You podcast. I'm your host, Madison Zerdyke. I'm a mindset and energy coach here to help you feel your freaking best and manifest a life full of magic, miracles, and abundance. I know that whatever led you here did not happen by coincidence. So I am so excited and grateful to have you here. So let's let the magic begin. Hello, and welcome back to the Magnetically You podcast. I am Madison. If you're new here, welcome. If you have been listening, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to share this episode with you because this practice of becoming more aware of my emotions and learning how to transmute them back into free flowing energy and without reacting or repressing them and instead allowing them to transmute into more freedom and more wisdom has transformed my life so deeply and my experience of life so deeply and it just it's like the gift that keeps on giving like it gives this what i'm going to be sharing with you in this episode and the practice that I do with my clients in the inner voice sessions of transmuting the emotions, it just, it gives to me every day, (laughs) like literally every day. It's like, it only gets better. I only get more light and more clear and more free and more deeply connected to and rooted in my inner being, intuition, inner wisdom, that peaceful, grounded, calm place within me that is clear and wise and trusting and allowing and open and present. Ah, so, <laughs> all right, here we go. And it's, yeah, let's see if I can do, we'll see if I can do this process justice, I guess you could say in words, because it really is something that's beyond words and beyond the mind. And it's really happening inside of the body and in, in your awareness and is directed it's like an energetically directed thing rather than a mentally like thought through directed thing. So just know like these words are not everything. They're just the best way I can describe something that's happening beyond words and beyond the mind. Hopefully that makes sense. If it doesn't, it's fine. But yeah, so basically Over the last few years of practicing this, I've realized that emotions are a direct pathway to freedom and wisdom and more lightness. And with every single emotion literally carries with it the seed of freedom and wisdom. And by wisdom, I mean your intuition, your inner wisdom source, you know, whatever you want to call that. And if we react or act out our emotions, or repress them, then we miss that gift, right? We don't get the freedom and wisdom. We just get that heavy stuck emotion that keeps popping up and kind of controlling us and weighing us down and making us feel heavy and making us act in ways that are not in our highest good or the highest good of all, or in alignment with our intuition in ways that just perpetuate those feelings and those circumstances. And we just keep carrying around that heavy emotional weight rather than becoming free of the emotional weight. And what we find underneath that is a freedom, a lightness and greater access to our wisdom, because it's not that we're finally getting to find it. It was there all along. It's just that we have, when we don't feel and process our emotions, they can get 
temporarily stuck in the body. And until we feel and process and release them, they'll say in our body as like emotional charges and emotional weights that drive us into habitual like tendencies that then kind of just like perpetuate it. And we keep feeling like heavy and like things just keep seeming like the same old, same old shit. And it's like, this is the way to transmute them. If we feel, if instead of repressing or acting out our emotions, when they arise, that emotional charge, that like the heightened energy, I guess you could say of emotion, if we feel it, then we get to access the freedom and the wisdom that's on the other side. And when it's like, it's like the, when there's, when an emotion isn't fully felt or processed, when it arises, it kind of gets seemingly lodged or stuck in the body. And then it, certain situations can kind of like trigger back up, or it just feels like this heavy weight that we're kind of carrying around all the time. And it's kind of controlling our thinking and our actions, right? Like everything we do in life is filtered through the lens of how we feel. So we could be at the most like wonderful, magical experience ever, according to most minds. But if we have a, a quote, bad feeling in our body, it's not, we're not going to be able to receive the, I don't know, beauty of that experience. And so these emotions that aren't fully felt or processed and that seemingly get stuck in the body and then kind of like pop out as reactions or like charges or like heaviness, when we feel and process those through, it's like they were ice before kind of like as a stuck energy and we shine our awareness on them and they melt back into, into liquid, into free flowing energy. And that free flowing energy is your natural state. That's that natural life force energy where you feel in flow, you feel in touch with your inner wisdom. Things kind of just seem to flow a little bit more smoothly. You're not hung up on if this happens or that happens, you're kind of like, I'm good either way. And it's just more like flowing and open and present and easeful. And so that's our, our freedom. (laughs) Our freedom is not in a different circumstance or the people around us acting a different way or in like distracting ourselves with busyness or Netflix or a bottle of wine or whatever it is. It's like our freedom is inside of us. And the way that we access that freedom is by feeling the emotions that are seemingly (laughs) like on top of it or blocking it and every emotion I like to think of it my my inner voice said this recently it's like a gift like it's it's a present it's a gift it is like it really is a present and when we have an emotion that feels uncomfortable or negative to the mind what most people do is they're like they think inside of this like present that's showed up they don't see it as a present they see it as oh my god this is a scary box. I don't know what's in there. It could be a bomb. It could blow up on me. Like we're not opening this, like get rid of this present, like throw it out the window. I want nothing to do with that box because I don't know what's going to be in there. And it seems scary and I don't like it and it's uncomfortable. So you don't open the present because you don't realize it's a present because you're convinced it's like a bomb. And it's like, ah, it's here to like get you. (laughs) And what we realize as we start to go into the opening the presence right feeling into the emotions going into them opening up to them we realize that there's no bomb inside 
it's a gift, right? The emotional wave passes and inside we find a gift and that gift is always more lightness and more freedom, more clarity and more wisdom. And so the, in this way, when we learn how to do this, it's like, ah, it's like, ah, it's just like so amazing because every emotion becomes a gift, a gift that gives you more freedom and more wisdom. And it just feels so incredible. The more and more you do this and you start to become less identified with your emotions. Like I feel this and I feel that, and it's like an emotional roller coaster, and then it's high and then it's low. And then you just feel like you are going with the emotion up and with the down, with it up, with it down. And there's this like, just a like emotional, like whiplash. And the more we do this, it's like the emotions still kind of have that sway can still have that sway to them, but we're not swaying with the emotion we become almost like a layer underneath the emotion where it's like, okay, yeah, the emotion can go this way and it can go that way. And I allow it to go there and I allow it to go there. And I'm like this sturdy, stable, grounded, peaceful presence kind of like underneath it rather than being the one inside of like the washing machine being like tossed and turned around. It's like, we're actually just seeing the washing machine kind of like almost like from the outside, I guess you could say, and like, oh, the washing machine's tumbling, but I'm not inside of the washing machine, like being tossed around. So what most people do when a triggering emotion or situation arises is most people react, or you could say that's acting it out. So you do something that you wouldn't have otherwise done in a calm, clear state. You Ooh, this could actually, this might be more in the repressing. I'm going to put that. Sorry. I thought of another idea I wanted to share, but reacting is like doing you something you wouldn't have otherwise done, taking it out on others and expecting them to change in order to change the feelings inside of you. This is like habitual tendencies. So for me, like one example of how this used to look in business, when I had a lot of extreme attachment to the outcomes in my business. And I would have these feelings or, or I would be like rejected by a potential client, right? Like they would say no. And then I would have this like terrible, like, Oh, like shame, something's wrong with me feeling inside of my body. And instead of feeling that feeling and processing that feeling, I would react in the habitual tendency ways of then starting to grasp and to cling so if that, if I have this emotion in me, I need it to go away. It feels so uncomfortable. Therefore I need to go grasp and do something and make something happen and find another way to get some sort of like achievement or validation in order to make this feeling go away. And then I would go grasping and then I would go clinging and then, you know, it would just perpetuate the whole situation and it would just go on and on. It feels so terrible. And as I learned how to recognize that, those painful emotions in me and not react by going into those habitual tendencies of the grasping and the clinging actions. It's like those energies begin to pass and, and you become free from the attachment to need something outside of you to fix something within you. And you become, you realize, Oh, I'm free again. Oh, I just had to like, kind of like let that feel, feel the feeling until I couldn't feel it anymore. And then it no longer was controlling me, no longer felt like I needed to go do that grasping 
stuff, right? And as I continued doing that and doing that and doing that, it's like now it's very, you know, few and far between where a, a feel, the original feeling like that even comes up to begin with to have something to react to. So this is <laughs> some life-changing shit. So most people either react, kind of the example I just gave, or repress. So repressing can look like a lot of things like addictions, like turning to drinking, turning to binging Netflix, turning to binging food or not eating food. Like when I had an eating disorder, I developed that eating disorder as a repression mechanism for the emotions and and shame and pain I experienced from being sexually abused. So as a kid, I didn't tell anyone. I was so afraid. I was so ashamed. I didn't know how to deal with it or process it. I had no understanding of how to do this. And oh my gosh, I have a dream that this is like taught in schools one day. And we all just get to grow up learning this and get to give this to our kids where they have uh, those tools to do this with themselves like that is such a big beautiful vision of mine but anyways back to the repressing so there was the sexual abuse and then the emotions were so big I didn't know how to process them I didn't tell anyone and I just was like maybe I can avoid this so hard that I will forget it that did not work and then I ended up developing an eating disorder and not, not eating. I know some, for some people it was binging for me, it was more like the anorexia side of things and not eating. And it was because the pain of like hunger, what felt like it like kind of like helped me repress. Cause if I'm feeling so hungry, then it's kind of distracting me from those emotions that I really don't want to feel. And I obviously wasn't consciously like, I'm going to develop an eating disorder so that I can repress these emotions. But that's just how it manifested as, as a kid, when I didn't know how to process that and that, you know, that repression ended up going on and manifesting into all kinds of other things like eczema and back pain and insomnia and just all kinds of stuff so it's like when we aren't feeling impressed emotions not only is it does it feel like this heavy weight we carry around and we are more reactive and attached to circumstances but then it can even scream louder I guess you could say and manifest into sickness or physical pain or things like that and so repressing can also be being really busy or feeling almost like addicted to productivity, addicted to busyness. You're always like doing work or then you go to the dishes and then you do laundry and then you do this and then you do this. And you're always kind of like moving around really busy, 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 busy. And guess what? When you're busy, 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 you get to avoid those feelings, but you don't actually get to avoid them. You just temporarily avoid them. And then they show up as a heaviness that you're carrying around. They show up as reactivity to certain situations. And it just is not, it's not helpful and it's not a fun way to be. And I've been there as well. I've totally done the productivity and busyness as a way of repressing. It can, uh, repressing can be like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling on Instagram. It can be even like shopping where you kind of like feel a negative emotion and you go like shopping to like buy something, seeking just like something to kind of like push that feeling down to kind of like cover it up. And so repressing or reacting, we're not wrong for doing it. We just don't know another another way. 
until we know another way. <laughs> so when we react or we repress, it just perpetuates those feelings. They just get kind of like stuck deeper, bigger, have more stories attached to them, more experiences attached to them. And then we keep, then we like basic one-on-one law of attraction, keep manifesting experiences that then keep those feelings going. And then we have to keep carrying around this heavy burden of these, you know, stuck emotions and then trying really hard to make them go away or trying really hard to change our circumstance to go away or trying really hard to control someone else so that these emotions will go away or trying to be really productive so the emotions will go away and like none of that shit works and it just keeps like yeah dragging on and it doesn't have to be that way like when we don't react or repress and we and instead feel our emotions through in awareness what we do from there will will come from freedom and from our inner wisdom, right? Our, our inherent inner intelligence that we all have. And rather than being controlled by an emotional charge, and when we're not operating from those emotional charges controlling us anymore, what we do from that freedom and that inner wisdom will almost always lead to better, more aligning, flowing outcomes for ourselves and for others. So I want to give kind of an example of how this can play out for you that I I was watching the uh, new season of The Bachelor the other night. And there was one girl who it was very obvious that she did not feel worthy of love and kind of felt this feeling of nobody wants me. So she reacted to those feelings, those like unwanted, not good enough feelings (laughs) by becoming very desperate and very clingy. And she was like, I need to kiss him. Like, and she like basically like forced herself on him and kissing him in a moment where it really wasn't (laughs) natural at all, but she was so obsessed with feeling like she needed the validation of having had a kiss with him or having like him liking her so bad because she had these feelings of not good enough in her. And she believed that if I just like get that validation, like then these feelings can go away. So she reacted to those feelings by being very graspy and like this very, very, very like thirsty energy, like needed so bad. Like, ah. And that obviously, you know, very much repelled him and he ended up sending her home. And then she said something along the lines of like, she was just so upset, like kind of like the nobody wants me thing. And I just need to, I guess I just need to like make myself better. Like something's wrong with me. I'm not enough. So I need to become better. This circumstance means that nobody wants me and that I'm not good enough. And then there she goes right back into the nobody wants me not good enough story and feelings that are now even stronger because she reacted, acted them out, manifested because of that reaction, a situation that made her feel that way again. And then the spiral continues. And then she looks to reality to say, oh, look, reality told me again, look, my circumstance told me again that I'm not good enough and I'm not worthy. So I need to feel not worthy. So then I need to go grasping and then it happens again. And then, oh my God, I'm still not worthy. Oh my God, I need to grasp harder. Oh, still not worthy, right? And it just fucking goes on. And it doesn't have to be that way. Like we can find that inner 
groundedness and freedom and stability and worth inside of ourselves so that we don't feel like we have to latch on to anything that our inner alignment is, isn't dependent on someone else, right? Like she was making her inner alignment dependent on if someone loved her or not, if someone chose her or not, if someone rejected her or not. And when we, you know, do this process of feeling our emotions instead of reacting or repressing them, we can become free of those patterns and we can find that freedom and alignment and like wholeness inside ourselves. And then we can act from like our just naturalness, like natural wisdom, natural clarity, not seeking, not grasping, not looking to fill, not reacting, not repressing, just like natural, clean, clear intuition. And life flows much more joyfully and much more smoothly when we can allow that to happen. So how do we do this? I'm going to walk you through it, but just know that the, again, these are just words. These are not, this is not something to mentally memorize because then you're going to miss the experience. The experience happens inside of the body. And so if you don't know how to do this, you're welcome to book an inner voice session. If your intuition is calling you to that, I would so love to have a session with you and walk you through how to, how to do this. If any of these emotions arise in the session, because it really is so life-changing. And once you've kind of experienced it for yourself, like you've got it and you have that as something that you get to keep (laughs) getting the gifts and the gifts and the gifts and the gifts and more and more and more forever. And it's so amazing. So the first key is awareness. So becoming aware of when an emotional charge is arising becoming aware of that tendency to react or repress or to stay stuck in the story mode. Like this happened and that happened. Oh my God. And then that story (laughs) drives you into reacting or repressing and then you react or repress. And then you have even more story about it because now you have more circumstances to seemingly confirm the story. And then you feel even worse. And then the spiral (laughs) continues. So awareness, aware of the emotional charge when it arises in the body and aware of the tendency to react, aware of the tendency to repress, aware of the storyline that feels kind of like attached to that emotion, right? Because stories and beliefs have no weight to them without emotion. It's like we could have a thought or a story run through our mind, but if there was no attached emotion, it wouldn't have any grip on us. It wouldn't control us. It would kind of just be like, yeah, whatever. Like, I feel like that's irrelevant or I'm neutral to it. But when there's an emotion attached to the kind of for the girl on the bachelor, like nobody wants me, I'm not good enough. I'm unlovable. That when I say that story, right. That I'm just, I'm literally saying that story right now. I don't care. It feels irrelevant to me because I don't have the feelings in my body to seemingly confirm that story. So it's those feelings in our body that make those stories feel real. So awareness, become aware when that kind of charge is arising within you, that in and of itself will be life-changing, just becoming aware. Like it's amazing what just being aware, noticing, oh, there's the emotional charge. Oh, and there's that story again, kind of connected to it that says, you know, again, for the example, nobody wants me. So you become aware and then you shift your attention as best you can into the body and feel the feelings inside the body. 
So you stay with the emotion. You feel the emotion as best you can inside the body, not inside the mind, right? The mind might try to mindset its way through this or think its way through this, but that's like trying to drive a boat on the road. Like a boat drives in the water, just like emotions move in the body. So stay with the emotion, feel the emotion inside the body, see it, see the emotion, experience it fully and stay with it before going into that habitual tendency of saying something or acting it out or repressing, which again, just makes things worse usually. And this, when you stay with it, when you just feel it, when you allow the emotion to kind of like vibrate within you without reacting to that vibration, this slows down the momentum of the reactions or the repressions. And it gives you the freedom to act more in alignment with your intuition rather than being just like emotionally whiplashed and controlled around and whipped around by your emotions. It's like being whipped by your emotions. It's like, we don't have to um, live that way. And our wisdom arises in that space. Our wisdom, our intuition arises in the space between our emotional pain and our habitual reactions. So if we can have the emotional pain, pause, sit with it, breathe, feel it, even if just for a moment before going into the habitual reaction, because that might happen in this process. You might still be aware of it, know that you don't want to act it out or repress it and still act it out or repress it. And that's okay because your awareness is only growing. So the more aware you become, the more aware you become. So it's a practice, be gentle with yourself. Don't expect yourself to all of a sudden never react or repress again. Like it's a dance, it's a journey. And each time you choose to stay with it, even if just for a moment, it does have huge dramatic impacts on how you feel and your life. So that's where our wisdom arises, that space between the emotional pain and the reaction. So even if we briefly just stay with it, as best we can, it's incredible what can arise in that space. Ideally, we'd want to stay with it until we can't feel it anymore. Then we've transmuted it fully back into free flowing, free flowing energy that's not stuck anymore, that's not heavy anymore, that's not controlling us anymore. And from there, we can just naturally act in alignment with our intuition. So to kind of recap that, it's becoming aware of when that charge is arising, staying with it, feeling it as best you can without acting it out or repressing. And then you just flow with your intuition (laughs) from there. And really, this is like the, I don't know, I guess what my life has become. It's like, that's how simple and natural it gets to be. And with just with this, just with this simplicity, it, I just keep opening up to more freedom and more clarity and more lightness and more wisdom. And it's, it's really amazing. And it's so much more effective and even easeful. Like it's still uncomfortable when the emotions are there, but it's so much more effective and easeful than what I used to do when I got started on my spiritual and personal development journey was like, beat my limiting beliefs to death, like try to beat my limiting beliefs to death, (laughs) like journal on them for like six hours. Like I have this belief, what belief do I want to change it to? And try to like beat myself into (laughs) mentally, like effort myself and beat myself into believing that. And like that did work to an extent. It was just very hard and very painful and took a very long 
time. And this is a lot less painful, a lot more effective and very, very, very quickly gives you, offers you transformation with every emotion is the seed of, and the gift of transformation. So I wanted to share a few ways that other spiritual teachers have described this so that you can kind of have a bunch of different words of saying the same thing. So it can, I don't know, I guess, click more into place for you. And as I, as I'm, you know, sharing all of this, like be tuning into the body, feeling into the body rather than trying to like mentally understand it because a mental understanding is fine, but you don't really know it until you've had the experience inside your body. So Michael Singer, he says, every time you relax and release a piece of the pain leaves forever. Yet every time you resist and close, you're building up pain inside. Eckhart Tolle in The Power of Now says, focus attention on the feeling inside you. Know that it is the pain body. Accept that it is there. Don't think about it. Don't let the feeling turn into thinking. Don't judge or analyze. Don't make an identity for yourself out of it. Stay present, continue to be the observer of what's happening inside of you. Become aware not of the, only of the emotional pain, but of the one who observes, the silent watcher. This is the power of now, the power of your own conscious presence. Then see what happens. And I love the see what happens part because I am a small group leader for Just Lively's Inner Voice Facilitator training certification program. And we named our group, See What Happens, because it kept being a theme that was coming up. So that, yeah, just like makes my heart happy because I've been having just so much fun with that and teaching this to that group and just witnessing the amazing, amazing just shifts and wisdom um, coming through. Okay. David Dida says, express spontaneously. Practice trusting the emotional expression emerging from your heart. Practice offering pleasure, pain, and emotions through the openness of your body spontaneously and responsibly as soon as they occur so no residue remains. You can use words to express the flow of energy, but often your heart is most fully expressed through whole body nonverbal offerings. Throw your, show your hurt through sounds, facial expressions, whole body gestures. So this can often, you know, with clients and we're, with releasing with myself can often show up like, uh, like making noises, big exhales. It can be shaking. It can be um, a scream. It can be a yawn. Like there's all kinds of ways the like body wants to like move the energy and it's tuning into and like learning how to let our body's inner wisdom, like guide that process. And, you know, sometimes I was feeling like this squirmy, like icky feeling earlier this week. And the, the kind of like natural, like way of expressing the feeling kind of just felt like squirming my body and like, kind of like shaking it all out. And that was how that one kind of like moved through and transmuted. Pima Chodron, I have a bunch from her because I really resonate with the way she describes this. She says, the only way to ease our pain is to experience it fully. Learn to stay. Learn to stay with the uneasiness, the tightening, the itch of Shenpa, which is basically like the emotional charge, so that the habitual chain reaction doesn't continue to rule our lives and the patterns that we consider unhelpful don't keep getting stronger. The energy will ebb and then it will naturally flow on if we don't fuel it or freeze it with our storylines. 
So if we stay in the story, then we usually go into reacting or repressing, and then we freeze it and we keep it stuck. If we feel it and we aren't freezing it with the story or the reacting or the repressing, then it will naturally flow and become free flowing energy. Again, when you don't do the habitual thing, you're bound to feel some pain. I call it the detox period. You've been doing the same predictable thing to get away from that uneasy, uncomfortable, vulnerable feeling for so long, and now you're not. So you're left with that queasy feeling. This requires some getting used to and some ability to practice patience and kindness. It requires openness and curiosity to see what happens next. There's the see what happens again. Love it. What happens when you don't fuel the discomfort with storyline? What happens when you abide with this shifting fluid universal energy? What happens if you pause and embrace the natural movement of life? It's like, what happens? Try, what if you, what if you tried it for yourself and see what happens? Just see what happens. You can always go back to reacting or repressing, but you may as well try it. It's like kind of have nothing to lose, right? So she says, um, the last thing, the first step is to acknowledge that you're hooked. That already is interrupting the habitual response. That already is interrupting the momentum, even if very briefly, of going on automatic pilot and exiting. You're awake, conscious that you're hooked, and that right now you have a choice. You can either empower Shenpa, which is kind of like that stuck emotional charge energy, or you can do something different. It's a highly charged moment in which you can escalate the intensity further, or you can choose to, I don't know why, I think I mistyped the word abuse. <laughs> you can choose to experience the uncomfortable energy. Oh, allow. I think it, I think I meant, I think it was supposed to be allow. It's a highly charged moment in which you can escalate the intensity further, or you can choose to allow and experience the uncomfortable energy without struggling. <sighs> so I'm just taking a deep breath. Feel free to take one with me and just notice what's arising right now. You can even begin practicing that awareness. Like what's, what's present in the body now, what's present in the mind now, I'm just breathing and kind of feeling into that. Seeing if you can get in touch with what's there, feeling what's there, getting intimate with what's going on inside the mind and the body. And just feeling the energy there. Seeing if there's a part of you that can allow it and embrace it to lean in. And just breathe. So that is all for this episode. I hope it was helpful. If you want to have this experience and learn how to um, do this in more of an experiential setting rather than a me talking to you setting, I would um, invite you to book an inner voice um, session if you feel called to that. So you can go to madisonarnholt.com slash inner voice if you want to um, book a session there. But I hope this was helpful and I'm really. I'm just so excited to be sharing this with you because it has been so, 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 so deeply life-changing for me. And I know that if you're willing to give it a chance, it can also offer you that ability to use every emotion as a gateway to more freedom, more clarity and more lightness. And it is really... <laughs> That's cheesy as it sounds like the gift that keeps on giving. So have an amazing rest of your day. 
and your week. And I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Magnetically You podcast. If this episode served you, I ask that you share it with someone who it could make a difference for or share it on social media and tag me at Magnetically You. Make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the magic. And it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on iTunes. Thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart for being here. And I will see you in the next episode.